This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. There's a fine line between genius and insanity, and we're walking it. It's the Marketing Madhouse. I'm Moira Vetter, your host for the Marketing Madhouse, and we're going to talk about the fine line between genius and insanity that we're walking. Uh, my guest today is Allison Burroughs, who is the Vice President of Brand, Digital Engagement, and Communications for Rico USA. Let's see if we can get a few more things in there. Um, today we're going to be talking about um, technology, uh, sort of the digital evolution, um, its impact on marketing as a profession, what that's done for the skills requirements uh, that we need from our marketers, and then uh, the challenge of shifting a large organization into that sort of agile, innovative culture, which um, you're a client of ours, so we talk about this a lot, but you're also a great old friend. Um, but before we get into uh, the heady stuff, who are you? Tell us about you and how you got into marketing. Well, first, thank you so much for inviting me to have a madhouse conversation with you. Um, I have been in marketing for most of my career. I started in the tax department at Turner Broadcasting, Woo! which was super exciting because I could type fast, um, but quickly made my way um, into first and foremost public relations for a couple years mm -hmm. and then in realized that while I love writing and I love PR and comms, I really wanted to dig into marketing and storytelling um, from a marketing perspective and building belief, building trust, building love for brands. Um, and oddly, I left Turner Broadcasting and the entertainment industry to move into government health care. So you can and, tell stories. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent 14 years in government health care marketing, uh, marketing very complex technology platforms to state Medicaid programs around the country, so Medicaid management information systems, um, and then moved on. It's remained in business process outsourcing business services um, for for the rest of my career up until where we are today. And um, so people don't think that's exciting work, but I know it's exciting work. It's really you know, sexy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, is. Medicaid is really un unbelievably interesting. Yeah. and. Business systems, I mean, I love, I say it all the time, I absolutely love technology. I love being able to pick up this thing in my hand that's a phone, it's a computer, it's uh, my portal to banking and being able to make sure my child at college mm -hmm. is covering her rent okay. Mm -hmm. Like, And I know mm -hmm. it all in the palm of my hand. Yeah. Like, that's cool. But everything that makes that stuff work and run and a lovely experience and is sticky that makes me want to come back for more it takes really smart people in the background yeah. Yeah. who know a whole lot of stuff 
yep. including storytelling. Right. You know, it's, it, it isn't for everybody, but thank goodness there are people that do this, right, for yeah, a living. Exactly. Um, so uh, not everybody knows that we go all the way back to college, uh, yes. to back when none of us typed fast enough. And <laughs> now it, it's about uh, less typing speed and, and more of this, you know, how, how you apply your knowledge of users, right, and, and real-life scenarios. Um mm-hmm. Uh, to leverage technology to do that. So let's talk about this. And one of the things I want to try to do, um, some of this technology is very complex, but at the end of the day, it's helping human beings be better, you know, do better. Um, so let's talk about some of this technology, you know, that's, that's sort of changing the world. Like, you know, there's been a lot of talk about business transformation. Mm-hmm. Certainly when the pandemic happened, you know, we all had to revolutionize the way we were doing, right? Everything was evolved this, evolved that. Um, so talk about that. Talk about what you see, um, you know, at RICO, maybe specifically. Um, wh- what is this? What What do you see in technology? So I think first and foremost, I, I talk about transformation in business really more in the frame of evolution mm-hmm. because the journey's never over. Mm-hmm. In my mind, business transformation, to me, I kind of translate that into, you know, once you transform, you're done, but you're never done. Right. Beca- and technology is never done advancing. So I think one of the interesting things that over time that that I've experienced as a marketer is I have to constantly be curious about learning the what's next. Like what Mm -hmm. smart thing did somebody go code next? I don't have to know how to code, but I need to be curious about what that can deliver. Right. And if I think back to one example of where I, I felt a bit before my time. <laughs> um, in the very early days of online events, mm-hmm. like virtual events, yep. where you had these somewhat clunky, you know, the, here's where your main opening room is, and then you right. have to click here to go into right. this experience here's or that the experience. sidebar that's going to have the three bullet a, points of what the person right, is talking about. Right, right. Yeah. So I actually out of sheer curiosity and wanting to do something fun we put together when this was back before ACS was acquired by Xerox mm-hmm. we were ACS and still government healthcare i was like oh my gosh i am totally going to do all kinds of great captured video content i'm going to mm-hmm. go in, interview all my SMEs and we built out this incredibly robust library of content and video and PDF documents that were attached that people could download. And it was way before its time. This was 2011, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 10. um, And nobody knew what in the heck I was doing. What are you doing? Why are we doing this? Where is this going to, how, who, what, Where are we going to house all this stuff? Right. And so, and it was an incredibly great learning experience for me because I had to think about what was all this content? How was, where was it going to show up? How was it going to show up? What digital channels could we use? Fast forward to today and we have the metaverse. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. like 3D experiential capabilities, which we've gone from, you know, in what, 15 short years, roughly right, We've gone from this very awkward, clunky, unfun experience to, you know, the metaverse, which is super cool and really fun and malleable in a lot of different right, ways. Going through a wormhole. Right. And so I, and so remaining curious about all of it and trying new stuff 
technology can allow you to explore your business. Like, mm-hmm. how did I bring a Medicaid story to life within this virtual environment? And today, my thinking is, how do I bring digital business services to life? Because mm-hmm. let's be frank, if you're talking about automation, it magically happens in the air. Right. Like, ooh, right. all of a sudden you're claim right. processed and all the data went to the right places. How do you, right. how do you like, make that concrete for someone? Right. Well, and that's, that, honestly, that is where creating marketing that includes things like digital sandboxes and prototyping mm-hmm. where... You know, you may not be able to see the ether that the magic is, but let me show you what the outcome might be, you know, as a result of of playing with some of these things. And I I do think that um, I think it's very interesting because you talked about coming from Turner, which, you know, is this mystical movie thing. But a lot of what marketing has to do these days in an information society is take intangible ethereal things that can't be seen and, you know, bring them to life, which which is movie magic, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, in a minute, I want to talk about that curiosity that you're talking about, what that what that does for marketing, because I think that as a as a uh, career path, marketing mm-hmm. has changed so dramatically yes. um, in all these years. Um, and so uh, I think we're going to go away for a break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about what are those marketing skills, right? How has that changed your role as a hiring manager, right? Like, what, what, what is you, you know, when you look at casting for the perfect organization, how do you find that curiosity? Um, you know, what, what are the key things that it takes to have somebody sort of explore some of those um, imaginative, brand new, never been done before things and, mm-hmm. you know, turn that into something um, tangible? So we'll be right back with the Marketing Madhouse. We're back with the Marketing Madhouse and my great friend, uh, Allison Burroughs. Um, so marketing. Marketing has come a long way, baby, right? It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a whole different world. Um, you know, you, you're talking about the difference between, uh, you know, assembling content in a virtual environment and the metaverse, right? Could, you know, it's, it's crazy, crazy town. Um, so talk about, because I think everybody's talking about the talent war, right, and where we're going to find the future marketers and, and, and um, you know, recruitment and HR are just huge things, right? We, we talk about them a lot. In fact, you and I have traded resumes, right? Yeah. We're constantly, hey, I talked to this person. And yeah. So t- talk about that. But, you know, when you think about the challenges marketing managers, vice presidents, CMOs are, are contending with, what, what happens now in this metaverse reality um, from a from a talent acquisition standpoint, yeah. So I think a couple, first two things come to mind. One is I've I've worked in very large enterprise organizations for most of my career, but I did spend a couple of years at a a startup, and the type of talent you need when you're in a smaller environment is different from what you might want and need in a larger organization. In the startup world, you needed people who could wear a whole lot of hats and be ver- be able to be nimble in flip-flopping the hats depending on what day of the week it was or mm-hmm. what hour of the day it was. Mm-hmm. Um, in a large organization, what I've been building over the last uh, year and a half at RICO is an organization where we have people who, who truly understand the full complexity of marketing, mm-hmm. 
but who are able to specialize their skills and talents into whether it's being a content writer who just focuses on content writing Mm -hmm. or if it's someone who is dedicated to social media and paid um paid um paid media or if it's you know internal or external communications they the the team that i've built is they are adept at understanding and being able to move within the organization and and wear different hats but they're able to specialize because let's be honest not everybody can be an expert at absolutely every right. single thing so what and when i'm hiring what i see a lot of are resumes from people who are really strong generalists they are the swiss army knife jack of all trades but maybe not master of any of them yep. they're really good at a lot of stuff but they are not expert at the one thing yep and so when I'm looking for talent and when my team is hiring, what I, I try to coach them to do is look for people who have really strong early career multi-experiences that have allowed them to explore a lot of different facets of marketing. But I want to see if we need a digital marketing manager who becomes that omni-channel orchestrator of a, of a campaign across mm-hmm. every channel, yep. I need to see somebody who's got a lot of really strong MarTech experience, digital experience, and, and with results of like, yep. what have you helped a, a company to accomplish or a team to accomplish? Yep. Um, I, you know, so. I think you just brought up something that <clears throat> I think is, uh, you know, something that's really important. You know, when I look at resumes, it there is something about in the early career, a lot of exposure, you know, because you're talking about specialists or it's important to have specialization, but I think early career generalization is where you find, you know, you find your passion and then you build on that. And so that's something important to me uh, when we're interviewing people. If you're just somebody who I tried this and then I tried that and then I tried this and I try and I'm just obviously still trying things. Mm-hmm. That's very different than somebody that I tried these things and man, I found my niche and then they can talk to you about how all those things culminated into this great specialization. And I think that's very different, you know. I agree. And I think that's where curiosity comes in. Yep. Is in the early days uh, of figuring it out, I was very much, I didn't, I wasn't the kid in college who said, oh, I know what exactly what I'm going to be when I grow up and I'm going to check all the boxes and be that thing. Right. I had no clue. Yep. And I'm actually fine with not having had a clue because yep. I am where I am because I thought, okay, I know what I love. I like to write. I like yep. to tell stories. And let me just sort of figure it out. And so I had a lot of early career experiences that drove me towards, okay, wait, no, now I really do know what mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. I love being in a large enterprise. Yeah. I love business and technology. Mm-hmm. I love being really curious about how do we help a business solve its problems, whether it's a Medicaid program or whether it is another mm-hmm. enterprise that needs to figure out how the heck to make sure you know, their bills of lading are automated and mm-hmm. are feeding other data systems. I, you you know? know, another thing I want to say, though, is and again, I know you and not everybody knows you, but you are you really care about people. Right. And I think that sometimes people assume that people that are very interested in technology are not very human people that care about the humans impacted by. So, you know, when you talk about Medicaid, 
I know that it was about making sure that people had what they need, right? It's not just the fascination with technology. Um, and I, you know, I think that's something, um, you know, when you think about some of these technical professions or business to business or, um, you know, some people think that that, that keeps you away from human beings, right? And and in fact... Or that it replaces human right, beings. Right, right, or replaces. And, and I don't think that's, you know, the case. Um, so talk a, a little bit uh, just... Again, I'm going to dig down into this yeah. talent thing because obviously I'm feeling it, right? So we're all <laughs> feeling the talent thing. But what's the hardest thing to find right now? Oh, hard. What is hard? Hard is finding that that diamond in the rough that that really that really shows you that they are curious, that shows mm-hmm. you that they're passionate. Um, what I see a lot of and have talked to a lot of are people who are are maybe not being their full genuine selves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. first, let me appreciate your compliment to me about caring about people because I do care about people. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think what I want is for someone to come come to an interview and come to a, a, a an opportunity being their genuine selves, yeah. their authentic selves yeah. um, of what is it that you love? Mm-hmm. And don't don't tell me what you think I might want to hear. Right. Tell me what you're passionate about. You know, there's the piece of paper or the screen that yeah. has the specifics of what's All the, the job that got fed into exactly. Yeah. Like I've written you the job description. You've obviously made it to the point of where we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Now let's have a real, real. conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I find a lot of people are very guarded um, and not always willing to be open about mm-hmm. where they've they've been good at something they've failed at something they're what are they passionate about because they you know like I, I like to get past that initial screen yeah. of of self-management yes in in yes. a in an and so the 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 people that I've hired and the team that I've built it's been with people who I felt who they were from the word yes. go yes you know so. Yeah, no, I think that that is really important because, you know, especially in marketing, right? It, it is about authenticity. If you're trying to tell stories, right, you want people that are going to be vulnerable, that are curious, that are going to find out what really matters, will say what really matters, right? That That's really uh, critically important. And I also have experienced what you're talking about, the entirely too rehearsed mm-hmm. uh, people uh, who, who are not presenting their authentic selves. Um, Okay, so in a minute, we're going to talk about um, what I like to talk about is the dynamic of turning a battleship in a bathtub. (laughs) So uh, working in large organization, which you say you love. So we will be right back uh, with the Marketing Madhouse and Allison Burroughs. We are back. Uh, this is Moira Vetter, your host uh, with the Marketing Madhouse, and our guest Allison Burroughs of Rico. And we've been talking about, um, you know, evolutions in technology and how that impacts marketing. But I want to step back from uh, marketing as a profession for a minute and kind of talk about um, working in these large organizations, right? We and, I, and my company supports large, you know, Fortune. Uh, 5,000 fortune 500 kinds of businesses Um, talk a little bit about that what you know you've been knee-deep in trying to get this organization to move we've talked a lot about agility Um, just tell me about that so 
I think, um, first of all, I love, I said it before, I love working in large enterprises. I like being in, in a big organization. Um, I've also always worked for big old companies that have been around for a while. So um, I kind of cut my teeth on taking that curiosity edge and pushing people to think differently about how work gets done, whatever that work might be. So that's the energy I'm going to bring every time is, okay, this is this has worked really well, but how are we going to innovate and how are we going to advance and evolve what we're doing? And a big old company, sometimes it's very hard to get people to think differently because they get very comfortable in how things are getting done, how things have always been done. Well, we've always done it this way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not how it works here. Yeah. And I'm the one who's always going to say, we're going to do it differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring you on this journey and we're going to be, we're going to have fun. Yep. Yep. Like, this is going to be fun. It might be weird. It might be <laughs> completely shocking sometimes. Yep. And but, it might fail. And it, it might, might fail. And that's going to yeah. be okay because we will be ready for if that happens, here's what we're going to do next yep. to evolve. And we're going to be in lockstep, arms together, going into this as a team. I think that's the other thing is really building trust with a team and that's coming back to like that open authentic and and honest Mm -hmm. Uh, you you have to be fully yourself with your team and and be kind with your team who aren't maybe necessarily ready for big change just to to not coddle them but but to bring them along in the excitement and in the belief of what's possible right um and to to tell them, yeah, you know, I've always got your back, right? And we're gonna we're gonna get through this together, and it's gonna be awesome, right? Well, we we talk about that a lot. That it, you know, if you're setting up actual marketing innovations and you want to experiment, some of it won't work, right? That is the point to find. You know, you, mm-hmm. you only find the things that really work if you also find some of the things that do not work, right? So you can't right. punish that, or you won't have people that are willing to try things. And there's. One other really important piece of of this and of being able to be successful or even be set up for success, and that is support and belief at the very senior levels of the organization. The reason that I came to RICO is because of Lauren Salata, Mm -hmm. who is at RICO because of Karsten Brun, our CEO. So our chief marketing officer, Lauren, and Karsten, our CEO, they really believe and are focused on the evolution of the business, mm-hmm. which provides me and my team the air cover needed to be able to go be innovative right. and experiment and you know to, to try things. Right. Without that type of support, I would be rolling a boulder up an endless hill every right. day of my life. Right. Well, and I think you know, unfortunately, I think people have. Um, probably witnessed that right when you're in an organization and they say one thing but then leadership does not support the full journey that that is um, ahead you know it's interesting when you were um talking about uh big old companies versus new little companies and i i have worked you know for both and with both um i saw a um uh head of innovation at coca-cola years ago who um did a session on how scalers can't start and starters can't scale. And I think that it, it that's where I think it is important to have 
partners and consultants and people brought in from entrepreneurial because you, you mentioned, you know, you have worked in an entrepreneurial organization. I think it really is important in these large organizations that are old and, you know, do have people that are very set in their ways to set everybody up to understand that we're going to bring the little guys and the really nimble people and the highly risk, you know, very risk takey, right? That's mm-hmm. not a word, but risk takey, risk takers, yeah. um, you know, into the organization and it'll be good, right? We're going to, again, it might be weird, but, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be productive. Yeah. And it's going to be worth it because yeah. big old companies are awesome. Yeah. Like they are the engine, they've been the engines of innovation for decades. Yep. And the engines of, you know, providing great jobs and great security and um, and being sort of these these bastions of support and innovation well, yeah. Co- and creativity. Citizens. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think that there's there's a great need for both ends of the spectrum. And I love that the that the startups challenge the big old companies every yeah. day and frankly vice versa. Yeah. And and that's what that's what makes the world go round. It does. It does. Um, and then eventually they all, you know, eat one another and they get acquired. But, I mean, that's why that yeah. process happens, right? Because the new has magic and pixie dust and things that some of the older organizations lack. And it's going to take either it'll take them too long to build it or they can't build it, right? Because they're not set up with the same freedoms. Um, and structures. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay, so we're going to, um, uh, I want to round out with some advice you have for leaders of marketing organizations. Um, everybody's shifting, but it sounds like you're, you certainly have the backup you need from the CEO and the CMO. So what, what is your advice to others? Uh, hopefully they have that support, but if they don't, do you have any advice for people? So I think um, f- find the people who do believe in you mm-hmm. connect with with people that have that energy mm-hmm. it takes no time and no money to reach out to someone that you sat in a meeting with and you had just that you got that good gut feeling about that one person who said that one thing that you just loved yep. do not be afraid to send a quick email and say hey i'd love to just chat with you mm-hmm um, they don't have to be your manager. They don't even have to be in your same department. Yep. It could just be, and it frankly doesn't even have to be in your company. But find your find your tribe, find your crew that mm-hmm. provides you with the support and nurturing uh, that you need as a professional, as a person, um, as a contributor. Because that's that's really you know in the early days of my career, I, I had some very I worked in some really challenging environments. Mm-hmm. And I finally made the decision to to step away from entertainment PR and entertainment um, and consumer marketing to just say, okay, what do I really want? Mm-hmm. And it was in that moment of saying, okay, I need to start figuring out the people I do want to surround myself with. Right. That's when everything changed in my career was when I took control of yeah. surrounding myself with the right types of people for me yeah and and i have found that often it is outside if you were in a large organization it was the people outside the organization because you could be more free about 
questioning, right? Things that you're seeing in front of you. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, that's where I really um, leaned into some of the professional organizations, right? I get yeah. professional peers and you mm-hmm. say, what are you doing about that thing? You know, we listened to that webinar. We saw that speaker. Are you guys working on that? You know, uh, that stuff is solid gold when you have those kinds of relationships. That's right. And that's actually what leads you to a next opportunity of, of ne- I hate the word networking. Mm-hmm. And yet that is how I've gotten every job I've ever had. It's through relationships. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, well, I want to um, finish out today uh, with a question that I have about uh, brand greatness. Um, and so uh, when we think about companies that are uh, really succeeding in market as a brand, right, so sales and marketing, uh, succeeding as an employer, really, you know, have an employer value proposition that is resonating. Um, and then also that corporate citizenship thing that you talked about, right? That's the beauty of, of, of bastions of our economy and people who've been there is that they have resources and they can provide support and longevity and hope. And, you know, sometimes they're the only employer in town, right? In some, in some places. Um, can you talk about a company or a brand that you think checks all those boxes? Um, well, actually, two very, very different organizations come to mind for me. Okay. Um, and they're on opposite ends of the spectrum and both Georgia, Georgia based. Um, so the, on the big side is Delta. Yeah. I yep. mean, they're a powerhouse global brand. People absolutely scramble and adore working for that company. Yep. And the good that they do in communities is just amazing. I have to say I have uh, witnessed that and experienced that firsthand because I uh, participate on a nonprofit board that Delta is heavily invested in. Also have their frequent flyer card in my purse. I have a Delta yep. Amex. So, yeah they're, yeah, they're all around me in, in many regards. Yeah. And, and in Atlanta, I mean, when I got out of college, there were there were three companies you wanted to try to work for, mm-hmm. Delta, Turner, or Coca-Cola. Right. You know, and so Delta is the first one that comes to mind. But on the f- opposite end of the spectrum, size-wise, um, is Stuckey's. Yeah. And Stephanie Stuckey's story of buying back the family business and everything that she's doing to grow this Georgia-based company and to regrow that company. Yeah providing local jobs, you know, making sure that the pecans that are used in their candies and treats that are, by the way, really delicious. um, She's helping to provide jobs. She's building, rebuilding the brand and doing really cool, fun brand work. And she's, I mean, the giving back to the community component and the the employee brand component. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's helping give jobs to very rural Georgia communities, which is so amazing. And that's what, that's what builds community. And, um, and she's just a powerhouse and she's like this unbelievable force to be reckoned with yeah, on we, social media, on LinkedIn. Yeah, you like, want to talk amazing. about um, risk-taking, yeah. uh, making a difference, being vulnerable, being visible. 
Um, she is and and a hundred percent authentic. Oh my goodness, um, yes. Yeah, and and I uh, absolutely uh, I am very taken in, uh, you know, and interested in her stories because she is authentic and interesting. Right, yep. she's just shining a light on things that people never see, never think about. Um, well, and I want to thank you for calling out Georgia companies, right? Yeah. That's <laughs> even better that you came up with uh, some Georgia companies. But I do think, you know, to me, this is what this is about. Marketing isn't just about uh, selling things, right? Marketing is about making a difference, being a full brand, and really helping the communities we live in, creating, you know, responsible ecosystems um, by being smart and curious. Yeah. Uh, well, I have uh, really loved having my great buddy, Allison Burroughs, Thank on the so Marketing Thank you so much Madhouse. for having me. This has been fantastic. It's it's really wonderful. And uh, I, I hope to have you on in the future. I think that um, our, our paths have crossed multiple times uh, over many years. And, you know, I think uh, marketing has come so far. It's such an interesting profession. Um, you know, one of the reasons I'm still completely engaged to this day is how much it has changed over the years, right? It's never it's never the never same the thing. Same. All right, well, thanks so much. Thank you have you. been listening to The Marketing Madhouse. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 